0: Now his personal bio in one sentence is is a great recruiter, he's a good dad of four, and an awful rugby player, and he loves all things financial services. So Marcus is the director of NRG Resourcing in Southampton. He's there to secure mortgage brokers the best possible roles. So quick plug for Marcus, if you're looking for a new role, then this is the guy, hit him up on LinkedIn, he's all over LinkedIn, which we're gonna get into today. So I wanted to get Marcus on today to speak about cash for kids or what he's now doing completion for toys. So what they're going to do for every placement, he'll make a pledge for a toy for a vulnerable child, for a child that doesn't get any presents at Christmas. So you can think we've got loads of months to go at this. And he's trying to get brokers on board to do exactly the same for completions of their mortgages soon as I saw his post the other day, I thought I've got to get him on and talk about this and give it some really good exposure. So before we even start the podcast, please take a look at Marcus's profile on LinkedIn, send him a message and ask how you can get involved with completions for toys. So we're going to talk about how it works, but also how Marcus uses social media to increase the reach of this agenda and how he uses social media um, to increase business for himself as well and, and give people a few tips. So Marcus, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on thanks for having me how you doing you're busy, busy. Yeah, all busy we're talking about this and it's probably not for everyone but you're up at four o'clock every morning aren't you
1: yes yeah but then by this time of day actually, kind of you know, i'm not sponsored by them but they do uh, <laughs> caffeine and gratitude do get you through the rest of the day
0: yeah and we were talking about how and we're not going to go massively into it but how important it is to that you have that month that morning routine every morning to get you into yes the yeah, i need the
1: discipline it's not for everyone but yeah. Also I've got four children, so if I don't get my stuff done between four and seven, then there's not there's yeah. not a lot of many hours left in the day for, for a bit of a, you know getting my routine stuff. But I am super disciplined in the morning because that sets me up for the day. Yeah. Otherwise, if the gym stuff falls apart, the food falls apart, then every everything. So it it the discipline of it is um yeah, something I love.
0: How do you cope during obviously about half turn at the minute as well, aren't you? how
1: do you yeah? Cope? I've got a lock on my door. It's easy. Just carry on the same, <laughs> and there's four starving children out there. There's not. No, but I mean, we, mate, and my wife works as well. So we, um, we just have to split it between us. Just have to work out a way. Like I, yeah. I, think I put something on this morning about the fact that I'll be working tonight till ten, but I've got two hours off later where I've got. I'm going for lunch with the kids. We're going to Ninja Warrior. So you just work through it, don't you? You know, that's the. that yeah. I think, I think I put something about earlier on about just you have to be a bit chilled about it. You can't panic. You know, and your business like, isn't going to crumble because you take an hour off. And at the same time, your kids aren't going to be like Romanian orphans because you've done a Zoom for an hour. You know, it's not, yeah. uh, you should just chill out a bit about it.
0: I think that's a lot of people starting in an industry or just starting a business is I felt this. You feel guilty for taking time off at the beginning, don't you? And how yeah. long have you been running the business for now?
1: Oh, so I've been in business for about 10 years, but you still feel guilty. Oh, you know, you? I feel guilty. But then you feel guilty. I don't feel guilty because my children are on the other side of that door and I'm not playing with them. You know, I have the benefit of having teenage kids who aren't interested in playing with me, but I've also got younger ones. Um, so, yeah, you, there's guilt on both sides, isn't there? But you get like, I've just learned that you just, you know, you just got to work hard when you're working mm-hmm. and be present when you're with the kids. You, you know, you can't be everything all the time.
0: Hence those few hours in the morning, I suppose. I've got like gold dust, aren't they? No. Amazing. Problem. Yeah. You can,
1: if, keep... I, if I got up at eight and then I decided I need to go to the gym in the day, I wanted to do, you know, whatever meditation, get my bit of my mantras, goals, all that stuff that I have to do in the morning. I'd lose hours and then all of a sudden, then you feel guilty because then you really are behind. And then um, I feel like if I've got everything done by midday, it, it, my afternoon is a win because I've already done a day's work. So, um, yeah, that's how I stay
0: in front, really. Awesome. So you've, been, so you've run the business for 10 years, but give us a bit of a brief background of what what you did, why you were in the financial services industry. and what Yeah. You.
1: Yeah. So I sort of fell into the recruitment because of the, um, I was a commercial finance broker up until 2008. Okay. And then obviously, you know, the run for the banks and um, the funding lines and everything got cut. So we went from earning amazing salaries and, you know, we were all on six figures, loving life, we were, all for, we were all for Wall Street. And then the next day there was no money. Right. So I had lots of friends in financial services who were looking for jobs. And obviously I still needed to feed my kids. Um, so it was an obvious move to go to financial services recruitment. There wasn't loads of jobs there, but I knew if I worked hard at it, um, you know, we would come out the other end of it. I wasn't honestly expecting it to last as long as it did. Um, so that was, but then, you know, if you, you reap what you sow, don't you? If you work hard in those times, then you benefit when it's, when it's a bit easier. But um, yeah, that's how I, so I kind of fell into recruitment in that sense. So I've never worked for like a big corporate. So not sure Not sure if I'm doing it right yet. I'm sure uh, <laughs> it sure seems to be doing okay, but <laughs> no, yeah. It's not
0: right, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what did you? How did you find being a commercial broker? Because for me, if I was looking, if somebody was coming to me as a recruiter, I'd want to know that, That I know you'd say you hadn't done resi, but you've been in the mortgage world. I'd want to know that person had been in that industry so they knew yeah. and
1: they- Well, that, I think that was a game changer for me that I knew, I understand the terminology, I understand the process, I understand their gripes as well, I understand what's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not just reading off a sheet trying to match two things. That, um, a little yeah. bit like if a broker's speaking to someone about their mortgage, if they're not entirely sure, if you're new and you're just trying to work off, oh, that seems to fit, that seems to fit. But mm-hmm. if you're an experienced person, you know it doesn't, do yeah. X, Y, Z, you know, I think that's what kind of separates you from a generic. And that's also why I'm so niche in a niche, like mortgage broking. I don't think there's anyone else that is as niche as me that only does brokers so you might get someone who's financial services or deals with lending broking etc but um that's my bag brokers are my people so it makes sense that um you know I, I would i would always
0: look to help them and that's something that stands out on linkedin because i if anybody said to me and it's something that dave corbett says who used to who works at the tmg the money group whenever somebody comes to him and say, he says, look, I'm a footballer and I need a mortgage. He will know somebody that does footballer mortgages. Yeah. If somebody came to me and said, I'm looking for a new role. I'd know it's you because you're not just a financial services recruiter. Yeah. You recruit mortgage brokers, so you
1: Also, I think that kind of people make it really hard for themselves being the jack of all trades, because how do you, like, what, what do you do for content if you deal with 400 different jobs? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're, all you're doing is talk about recruitment, and no one gives a shit about what you do for a living. <laughs> they only care about what they do, don't they? So it's only good. it's only about beating, you know, helping someone else with their pain points. So if you're generic, it, I just think you're making your life harder as well. So your marketing's you... harder. Your, your target market's harder. Um, I don't know. They, they might do, you know, some people might do really well at it. But I just think it's a hard juggle to be good at more than one thing. You know, inch wide, mile deep is what we kind of describe. At you've just got. To, no, your industry.
0: It's exactly the same as us. We just do social content for property professionals, so mortgage brokers, yeah. estate agents. That's it, because it's it's something they know. What? Why lean away from something that you're not 100 percent sure in?
1: Yeah, and also you you'll know everyone's pain points for social media, whereas yeah. you don't know a retail shoe company's pain points for social media. So you're learning all the time that way. I don't need to learn my job. I just need to get better and better at it. Just yeah. the one thing. Um, rather than learning new aspects all the time. So yeah, hundred percent by be a specialist is the best way to
0: do. What are you finding? Obviously, you're speaking to loads of mortgage brokers at the moment. What are you finding are the biggest gripes for so uh, for mortgage brokers in their current positions?
1: Yeah, everyone's different. I mean, everyone's having a pretty good time with it at the moment, even if they say they're not. I don't think people are saying they aren't having a good time at the moment. Didn't live through 2008, <laughs> didn't um, live through the big... You know, there's been some massive problems. So us all having a month off over COVID was not in the, the world because everyone made really good money at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but everyone wants to be treated better. You know, That I think with the working from home situation, we're in a really weird place at the moment. It's all a bit finger in the air. We don't really know um, how that's going to settle. So some people are all... I've got kind of a gripe with all of a sudden, everyone wants to work from home. However, they didn't two years ago. Uh, my biggest gripe, and working members was not a problem, the problem is where do you learn from? Because if you're learning from a textbook or a Zoom meeting, I got really good at my job by sitting next to someone in commercial finance, who was also called Marcus, funny enough, who was amazing at their job, and that Thank made you. me amazing at my job. So yeah. if you don't get that anymore, my biggest fear is that in financial services or any industry, but financial services specifically to us, is that we're going to be left with a really mediocre sales force who will work from home know the products because the BDM told them, don't really understand how to, you know, wrap an underwrite around their finger and um, do the little bits that you learn from someone with more experience. But experience doesn't seem to be high on, high on the new generation's
0: agenda. Isn't it? um see massive experiences. It, it, it's not even, say if you were sat next to Marcus, Marcus wouldn't lean over to you and go, right, this is what I've done, this is what I've done, here, this. No. X, what you've done is you've listened to 10 phone calls that day and gone, oh, that's interesting. Marcus, why did you do that? And and you learn from people. Yeah. We're going to lose a lot of social skills, I think, everybody working from home.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, like I said, just get better. Just it, I don't think you're not going to get better, but I just think it's going to take a lot longer. Yes. Yeah. Next to amazing people. Like if you've got, like, I mean, I interview some great people, but like Isla Robertson was saying Robinson, sorry, was saying the other day from Ennis, who was huge, amazing business. Like, you know, everyone wants to be like that. they got, you know, their ultra high net worth, incredible business. And he was saying he learned his trade in Alexander Hall, where he sat around 50 brokers. Right. So you're always learning, that way you're always learning, you're always competing to be better. That means your product knowledge had to get better. That means you had to find a niche to get it. And that's how they found their niche. And yeah, it's hard to find your niche when you're sat at home. Just, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a tricky one.
0: Yeah. You need to be learning from other people, from other brokers.
1: And I do you understand the hybrid model in regards to a bit of working from home. And why are you working from home? Because... I, I, you know, I don't want to disparage into people who do but are you working from home because i know that if i work at six o'clock in the morning in my pants i could do more i can make more money and help more customers than i work from home because i want my dog in the evening or in the afternoon you know yeah it's got to be it's got to be like a commercial it's got to be a commercial awareness to it rather than constantly we're all, we're all talking about working from home because it's nicer
0: yeah that's it it's, it's people want it for the comfort don't they sometimes and
1: which is great if you can sell if you can if you can do it more and be better at your job that's a win if you're doing it so you can sit in your pants and not do your job then you know completely different doesn't make a lot of sense i mean i do a lot of work from home i don't see the point in traveling nobody cares about my office i go to other i go to brokers offices so why would i travel sit in traffic for 40 minutes when i can start work here at six o'clock in the morning um still in my gym gear shower when i want get ready, you know, go to go through meetings and, and then get out to meetings later on. I'm so much more productive. That's a good working from home option. But if it was because I could come home and watch Netflix for three hours then get in the office.
0: I'm getting really jealous now because I'm thinking you're up at four, you're getting so much done before six o'clock. I'm thinking even if I could just get up at, instead of half six, seven, get up at half five. And I don't want do this it for a
1: day. That's the secret. Just do it for a day. Yeah. Just do it the next day. <laughs> I'm <laughs> really like that, blessed so. and I'm really grateful for the fact that I don't have to set an alarm. And i think that's probably something wrong up here but it's a blessing in the sense that every time i go to bed i'll wake up at three really and i'm really lucky because i know nobody says like you don't bounce out of bed at that time in the morning but I don't have a problem with getting up because i know it's just what i do it's just a habit so um my my other half will always say like i just you don't have to go out and i know i don't have to like i enjoy it it's not it's not a task for me so i do feel sorry for people that have to set the alarm And look at it go. Like that's hard work. But I know that if I don't do it, I know how bad my day is. So,
0: yeah, it it sets you up for the day. It's almost psychological, isn't it? Now that if you don't do it, it has a negative impact, opposed to having a positive. If you have have had otherwise, I think
1: we've talked about as well. Like I do crash occasionally. (laughs) You know, sleep is still important. I do appreciate that. I'm not one of these that says you don't need any sleep. Like sometimes I just crash out. It might be you know whenever. If I need to put the seatbelt on, so I can use it as a pillow and um, (laughs) go to sleep in a car park for ten minutes, then um i do okay. but so i do appreciate that it's
0: not you know it's not for everyone but so um, how is business in the recruiting of, of mortgage brokers yeah amazing
1: really good i mean it is is it we all know it's a candidate of market everyone keeps saying it but like i think we're really blessed by that like i don't understand why recruiters are complaining that there's not many candidates But that, that's our job that's what we yep. do for a living yeah it's finding candidates so my job all day day in day out speaking to brokers but, and I've got people who work with me who are fantastic at like the keeping in touch calls, nurturing people, making sure that when someone's looking, they think of us. That's the main problem. But everyone wants it really easy. And they go, oh, what I want is loads of business and loads of candidates. Like if there's loads of candidates and there's loads of work, you do it yourself. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. yeah. You can't charge money for something that's easy. It's hard. But I will never complain about something being hard because we love it. Like it's just I, I love this business. It just it's um. You're helping people find jobs, which is incredible. That's why I love brokers. You're helping people buy the biggest thing they're ever gonna buy. Like the second to that is their job and that's what we help them with. So that's
0: a good point, I yeah. love
1: it, it's tough, but I love it.
0: How many conversations would you have with mortgage brokers per week, would you say?
1: Oh, God knows, like, like all day. My, really? after this, I've got a couple of hours off with the kids, like I said, cause it's half term and then I'm back to back all tonight. And I only deal client side as well. So I do jump on the candidate side as much as I can. Yeah. To help, but we've got a fantastic team to do a candidate side of things. So I've got the easiest job in the world speaking to clients because everyone wants a mortgage broker at the moment. You know, everyone's busy. Everyone's um, I, I do jump on the candidate side. I do think it is important to to muck in everywhere. Um, so I've got a couple of interviews tonight. I think my last one's booked until uh, nine, so that will finish at ten. Um, but that'll be tomorrow, next day. We're, we're literally packed out all day, which is great because that we learn more. More people we speak to, more
0: more you learn. Yeah, exactly. It's your, your network is your net worth, isn't it? I know it's a really, no, really yeah. saying, but it, it's very true. So for you, just pulling it back, you talked about how it's all about being seen. That when somebody wants a new job, if if some a mortgage broker came to me, Chris, I'm looking at moving, I'll put them onto you because you're visible to me. I know who you are. Obviously, LinkedIn is probably the best platform for you to do that, isn't it?
1: Yes, it's incredible. Yeah,
0: so LinkedIn is, is your number one. What do you do on LinkedIn to make yourself seen? Because this, I feel that this can be.
1: Um, I think for me, it is. I speak to brokers all day. So I will find the same five or six problems that everyone has all day. And I'll talk about it. Right. So I'm not, you know, it's nothing new. You talk about your your client's pain points. You know, you're not not reinventing the wheel. There's no point in me talking about recruitment all the time. Mm -hmm. Because no one cares. What they care about is what is the problem with brokers? What are the problems they're having? So I try and talk about that as much as possible. I try and come up with solutions for that as much as possible. Yeah. And I think it resonates with a lot of people because when you're you're really insular in your own business, aren't you? So as a mortgage broker, you don't know that everyone else has the same problems as you because you're looking at social media and Dave's mortgages is smashing it out the road. Yeah. And you know, and, and it's not true. Everyone's got the same problems. Leads are an issue, keeping your customers, keep client ret- candidate retention. Everyone has the same issues, whether they say it or not. And I'm that bridge where I will speak about it, where perhaps others won't because
0: I'm not, in the, I'm not in that world. Yeah, mortgage brokers would never talk about the struggles that they're having getting new leads because then it's...
1: Yeah, oh, which but, is strange because, I mean, not that, not that everyone's struggling to get leads, but everyone has a different way of getting them. Yeah. And I do think the most successful brokers I speak to are happy to give advice. Yeah. They've got that abundance mindset. Just um, but trying that, to get that across when you're new, because that that to me was foreign three years ago. I would never have given away everything for free that we do now. But then we weren't making anywhere near as much. We weren't anywhere near as successful. So, this is, although I've been doing it 10 years, I honestly feel like we've been doing it maybe like a 12 months for what we're doing. And what you haven't
0: always been that visible. You give away a lot of your value for free, essentially. 100%, yeah. And and you found that that's actually enhanced your business rather than being a... a... Huge, yeah, because if you can,
1: you can be the best recruiter in the world and no one knows about you. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And they don't know you're good because you're not prepared to give anything away until someone pays you. Like, we'd still charge a premium for what our essential business. But mm. for that, people get so much value because I, I, we're not interested in that race to the bottom where people are just undercharging, undercharging to try and win business. That's not what we're about. We're about adding as much value. So every... We don't get together and talk about how we can nick business and that kind of get. We get together and talk about how we can add more value to brokers. And that is, that's the one thing that's changed our business completely.
0: So how can we take a bigger market share instead of taking off, off somebody else? Essentially you want yeah, to no,
1: I, just, I, I don't even like to consider the market share. I just know that if I add value, is there anything else I can give to the broker industry that I'm not giving at the moment? We've got stuff in the pipeline that we can't, I mean, we are not doing it yet, but, It's just to give back. And the more we give back, the more we get. And it is, like I said, this is like woo-woo hippie stuff that a couple of years ago I would have been bought into, but we changed the whole way we do business. Mm -hmm. And the more we give back, the more we get from it. And we'll continue to do that. So we're we're going to do something along the lines of getting, with new people coming into the industry and that kind of thing, we're going to do a couple of bits. And same as the charity thing, you know, you just give back as much as you can and, and you get so much more in return. But um, yeah, it's foreign to some people because as it was to me when I was younger, and thought you had to hustle for everything.
0: Did you? I want to. I'm. I'm going to have a. We're going to have a real good chat about the cash for kids and completions for toys in a minute because I really want to talk about why that's important to you and how other people can help. Don't make me cry. <laughs> so, so Marcus <laughs> spoke about seriously. Marcus did say at the beginning it will probably make me cry because it's something that's really close to your heart, isn't it? You want anyway. We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah, but- yeah. Get me started, yeah. Content and adding value. A couple of things. First thing, did you learn that from somewhere? Did you take it from any books or anybody in particular?
1: Mm, I I read a lot. I do read loads of books. Uh, Well, I say read, I'm smarter than I am. I listen to loads of books.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) But uh,
1: um, I've got coaches as well. I've got a number of coaches in my life that I didn't have before, and and they are not about so much about recruitment, but um, they're much more about mindset and that kind of thing and um I mean I do, ha- I do have people that help me in recruitment side of things as well I've surrounded myself with people that are better than me I think that's the main yeah. thing so I have learned from that but I also interview and speak to really successful people so that's as good a good conversation with a successful broker is as good as reading a book cover to cover yeah because and and then I learned from them like oh they're just giving it away like they're giving advice they're happy to share it like I've never had someone say no to my LinkedIn Live webinars. And I'm saying like, you've got to give away your secrets and your pain points and everything that you struggled with so someone else won't struggle. And yeah. no one said, no, I'm not interested because they're good, because they're successful. That's mm-hmm. That kind of, that just that dawned on mindset, me, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's- There's loads of business, isn't there? There's loads of business to be had. You don't have to worry about keeping everything to yourself. It's not, um, it's, you an know, abundance it's a, it's a mindset. crazy mindset.
0: So when yeah. it comes to the content that you put out there, so you'll do a LinkedIn Live, which will be a video format. Yeah. How do you put that across? Do you do a video, then a written post then an image? How, what kind of content do you put out there?:
1: So how do you, So we do yeah, we, we do the invite, and then I invite all of, then many, as many brokers as I can. We get yeah. so, I think we've got up to sort of four or 500 people at the moment who are coming to the next. one. I've got Sarah Tucker actually on the. 7th. haven't marketed that yet. but Oh awesome. Um, that's a really interesting one for me, because Sarah is I, wanna, I always want to pick people who are a bit different you know they've got they've got a decent opinion as well because you don't want like a you don't a michael parkinson type interview where they just talk about how brilliant you are you know you actually want to get into it yeah and she's built a brand that is so non-corporate and so against the grain of that great as the suit middle-aged man that everyone's trying to get rid of or everyone's trying to get away from sorry financial services and be more personable so we're going to talk about that so sorry the, the answer to your question is that um yeah i'll invite as many brokers as i can and then i'll post about it uh i'll do a couple of videos and that kind of thing and then it goes out live and then i send it to everyone anyway mm-hmm. and it also gives you good content you know that i chop that up and use chop. that i'll use t- well, 10 one minute snippets say from an hour's
0: conversation um and has content can- that keep in touch point so you'll go and put that content out there how long do you then spend personally on social media self responding to comments sending messages? i
1: respond to absolutely everyone um, unless it's inane <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean uh, but I, I try to, I try to. I mean, I got that. I think it, we talked about Gary b before, but yeah, he got really successful from making sure that he didn't ignore anyone. And I, I try to keep in touch with it. You might miss some if you've got yeah. hundreds of people, but I mean, I have really great conversations after these things with young brokers who are um, who aren't in the industry yet, and people people who I thought it was appealing to. Uh, you know, they just to watch it, but I have some really great conversations with like they're new so it's, it's it's opened up their minds to stuff yeah. and I love that I love that the new generation are going to get something because I tell you what I don't think 10 or 15 years ago you would have got the information you got now so all the guys I speak to now they had to learn themselves they yeah. didn't really have mentors you didn't have you didn't have social media where you could look you couldn't google a day in the life of the person that you wanted to be and yeah. copy it yeah so it is I do think there's pros and cons to being new in the industry at the moment, but that's one of the pros is that you can copy someone or you can look at them, take the best bits out of and nuggets from experienced, successful people now and utilize that in your everyday life, which is, you know, what a tool that is.
0: And the best thing is not to blow smoke up your ass, but to say you're out there putting content out there that the next generation might see in five years time and go, Marcus has been talking, all these pain points, all these worries I'm having as starting out as a broker, Marcus has spoke about it. So yeah, actually, feel more comfortable going into this role because I know everybody else is having the same pain points.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing about being open. I don't think because I'm an ancillary product, if you like, to the mortgage market, like yourself. You know, we're outside, but we're we're inside outside. Yeah. Um, we get to do that. We get to bridge those gaps. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not. It doesn't affect our business. It improves our business to to get people together. So, yeah, I think we're. I think people like us are really important for this industry to be able to so for new people to come in and go. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. What they're saying makes sense. Or that guy, you know, because again, I going back on the Ennis side of things, they've just started doing this actually. I mean, they do, they're amazing at marketing, incredible. There's a reason they are so successful. But um, he talked about how they had to pay their staff on a credit card, you know, at the beginning. And you don't hear you when you see that Hugh and Isla, you think of them in Monaco, Dubai, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're, they're amazing at what they do, they're incredible market themselves, ultra high net worth. Um, and he spoke about the pain points at the beginning about they had a big party and the next day there was the run on Northern Rock and they were unaware of it because they were home from their opening. And all of a sudden, so they had to go and find business. So they were forced to do that. But nuggets like that, if you don't know about that, you just see these two really successful guys. and You think, God, why am I struggling with first time buyers? And you, know yeah. I mean? you don't see it like it's amazing that you get to see inside the industry.
0: That's what we're trying to do. And you wouldn't, we wouldn't have known that if people weren't so honest. You've got to be honest. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. But that's the successful thing. Successful people will tell you, I haven't been always been amazing. Like I just said, we've done this ten years. I feel like I've been doing it one.
0: Because you what know, is the most you've made most impact? Exactly
1: one of those Exactly that. Not the most money we've ever made. The most impact we've made, yeah. which is long term success.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So let's get on to cash for kids because this is a. Yeah. Big- that i want to talk about so i actually saw a post um i think it's about two or three weeks ago and you said that you were for every placement in terms of recruitment post you will donate a toy to for vulnerable children that don't have christmas gifts Correct, yeah. you are now asking um on the grace of mortgage brokers to do the same for every mortgage that they place would they look at doing a toy so can you just talk us through the
1: yeah well it's exactly as you just said so i i Every year we give a a few presents. It's a guilt thing. You know, in December you go like, oh, there's kids without presents and we get our four to buy them from the shop and then put them in the uh, Mm -hmm. thing and they understand that's not one of theirs or their presents never counted. So obviously they're lucky enough to never miss out. But it just kind of hit me this year that we spend so much of our time in December trying to ease the guilt of our kids having what they want that let's do it all year. So we agreed that we would do that all year round Mm-hmm. And then it got me thinking, so, like, we're a small business. We probably only make 100 placements a year. You know, That's 100 kids. It's not a massive deal. We're actually doing two now because you've realized that that's not enough. Um, so two, two toys per uh, placement, one for the broker, one for the person we've placed is our thing. Yeah. But, um, so that's 200 toys. Again, that's not enough. So we were, I spoke to a couple of brokers uh, that are close to me and I said, Look, would you be interested in doing your, for every completion you make? Now, obviously they make way more completions than we make placements so I said not everyone has to put in the same amount of money as we do because it's 35 pounds for a toy that's what they that's that's there that's how they judge it at the charity but they're all interested so I've got sort of four or five brokers on to them and I just thought if we can get it out there the the best thing about financial services industry is one we're all doing well you know we've got to be grateful for that because some industries have struggled recently we haven't so and it's just a giving back bit as well I, I liked cash for kids one obviously it's children without Christmas presents, you know, who's not going to, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you're the worst person in the world, you're still going to not agree with that, that that yeah. not being a bad thing. Um, and also the toy side of things is tangible. So it's a product, you know, like people don't agree with charity because the CEO gets paid a fortune and yeah. you know, the tears down, money tears down. A toy is a toy. They're not going to split it up around a board. Mm. And I also think the financial services are amazing at giving stuff away. Yeah. Every time a charity thing comes up, everyone chips in everyone wants to be part of it you know so if I can get as many brokers as possible I mean we I have I've actually pledged to the um cash for kids that um that I said what's your biggest donation and they said 20 grand from a hotel train I said we'll beat that
0: right so that's I said, the actual
1: out so either I am going to be absolutely skinned at Christmas <laughs> or I'm going to get some some brokers to help out with that she said are you sure I said yeah let's do it I said financial services are amazing give them a target they'll do it
0: right let's yeah, get that's us we're good at involved, then that's going to be the target let's let's pull everyone together in the in the mortgage world, the yeah. world to, do, to get to that 20 grand for- yeah
1: exactly and there's a couple of recruiters as well i speak to you know uh, uh where they will be on board uh financial services because it's not like it's not a business thing you know i don't i was i was really funny about doing stuff like this because i don't want it to be like uh oh that enhances your business like virtue signaling but if you don't do it no one knows about it so you're stuck between a rock and a hard place it's, mm-hmm. um and as my missus pointed out she said if 30 people think you're a self-righteous prick and one person gives a toy. Who cares about the other 30 people? So
0: you've done something for the good then. Yeah.
1: Huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. I'm gonna put all the details in the um I'll put all your details into the the notes of the podcast okay. so can get in touch. But if you look for Marcus Nansen on um, i put I've still got to put all the page and stuff because I've only just done it. Um yep. uh, the page
1: to get it on. So that would be fantastic if you could. Yeah, any help from brokers. I mean, even if you're not a broker and they want to chuck money in, that's fine, but yeah. there is a space on there for brokers to set up their own team oh, well. um so the first few are set up their own teams and then we're not going to compete against each other it's charity but at the same time you can you they can see cool. how much you're putting in you can see yeah you can see the benefit of if you want your client you want your clients to put money in or you can tell people there's you know there's email footers and stuff they have sent out so oh, just no, to that. get the ball rolling in a bigger sense but um yeah i just i think it's an incredible charity you know yeah. and and they're saying like um October, November time, they will send us, and we'll obviously pass that out to the broker people, the, the, the kind of the videos of um, all the toys being delivered and stuff like that. And I think that's amazing. You know, actually changing lives, for, or changing Christmases, which is changing lives for people who don't have anything, is um is an incredible cause.
0: Is it just within the UK, is it?
1: It is, yeah. So what we have done is because we're in the South, so Cash for Kids is the one that we're collecting our money for uh, in the Hampshire, Berkshire, Dorset region. But what we've said to all our brokers is that if they... Uh, contribute we'll pass it on because cash for kids is national okay. um they'll pass it on to their particular area oh, so nice. if we've got a broker in manchester that gives us money a child in manchester is going to get that toy
0: oh that's good keep it low. So we've got
1: uh, someone we last week we donated um a, 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 an amount for a company in cheshire who we've, we've placed three people with them so six toys went to them so we emailed them said just so you know six kids in your area We'll be getting a tour, so it's nice. You know, it's nice for them as well.
0: Awesome, such a good idea. Yeah. So, please, if if you know any brokers or you want to get involved yourself, send me a message. Send Marcus a message, and I'll, I'll put them in touch with with you.
1: Yeah, that'd be amazing. Didn't even cry,ler nailed <laughs> that. Getting better at it.
0: <laughs> I said you did a promo video the other day, didn't you? You said it. Yeah, then.
1: yeah, I cried in it. Yeah, it's lucky that's edited. It's not too bad. This is <laughs> me with really black eyes. <laughs>
0: Right, so please, guys, get behind this charity if we can. Right, to finish off the podcast, I want to finish with a strategy question. Yeah. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop and a mobile phone with an internet connection. What would you do to start generating new leads?
1: I would do exactly the same thing as I'm doing at the moment. I honestly, I could do my job from a desert island. I think because nice. I improve. I, I listen to brokers every day, and that's not face to face. I do get out. You know, I do go out and see brokers all the time, but the majority of my work is done um, speaking to people the phone. No, no one wants to spend three hours of recruiter. It's a bit like mortgage brokers change from face to face yeah. to um, a lot of it's on Zoom and Teams and stuff because it's time, isn't it? Everyone's time is precious. So, um, so yeah, I, I would still speak to brokers. I'd still find out their pain points and include that in my content that I put on LinkedIn. And the phone would still ring because of that. So it doesn't really work, matter where I am. Um, if I could leave the kids here and move 300 miles up to Scotland, <laughs> I'll probably fancy that over the next couple of days. But yeah, sorry, I forgot
0: to put the end. Move family with you. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. <the way laughs> oh I mean. yeah, no, just carry on. <laughs> so it's all, So your big thing, and I think that's the message throughout this podcast, is find the pain points of your clients and create yeah. content. But what I really... you got
1: to be consistent as well. But like you've got to constantly do it. Yeah, okay. I, did, I got nothing back for nine months. Right, and now we are through the roof. So the, the phone does not stop ringing, and that is because so it's too easy to go. That doesn't work. Market doesn't work. That's I've tried that. Or well, the worst thing for me is I speak to people brokers all the time and go. It was easy for you because, like every excuse you give is bullshit. It's yeah. not easy for anyone. I hated it. I hate doing it. I've never watched one of my videos back. Have because you? I hate listening to myself. I just post it. So that's why there's so many ums, ahs, and because uh, uh, I don't look. I hate. Uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. But people assume that people put videos online i really comfortable with it and they're they're outgoing and that kind of thing. I can't stand it, but you just get better. But then as soon as one person messaged you and said, that helped me, you are like, get over your own ego. Do you yeah, know what
0: I mean? If you can cares. help someone,
1: get over it. What does it matter?
0: Yeah, nobody care. And what I like about your content is, for example, today, you wrote a post about how it's half term at the moment. You wrote about you're going to do some work in the morning, go to Ninja Warrior UK in the afternoon and then get yeah. some worked work done this afternoon. That's nothing to do with recruitment, mortgage brokers, anything like that. No. Yet you will be able to connect with people and talk with people on a personal level that will buy into you. Yeah. I'll tell
1: you something I learned about that personal side of things is that don't write stuff for likes because actually, I wrote something the other day and not many people saw it and someone messaged me probably and said, that really helped me today. Yeah, so like who, who cares if a thousand people like it and no one really cares, they just like it because they like it. One person actually made a massive difference to, yeah. so I always think, I'm not going to swear, but... <laughs> So don't, don't worry about the algorithm. And <laughs> like I sometimes post at four o'clock in the morning and then you think, oh, no one's seen it. And then, but someone sees it, someone who's up at four o'clock in the morning, maybe because they're worried or someone and it happens to be their pain point mm-hmm. or I post at night and I don't post when I should. Um, I just think post what you think, is. just be authentic.
0: Authentic, yeah. Because when you get on the phone to them, if you've not been authentic with you, if they've been perceiving you as a certain individual on LinkedIn and then you pick you up the spot phone- spot it a mile off. spot
1: yeah, it's yeah. not genuine, is it? Yeah, no, definitely. That's what you've got. You've got I know you can, obviously, marketing is important. We, and we do use external people for, I don't use it for my own videos and my own content because they've got to do it for the business. It's only 70 hours in the day. Um, but yeah, your content's got to be you. It's got to be about your business. You know, it's got to be. And like if I've talked about caring about brokers all the time and then you, I picked up the phone and I was a Yeah, <laughs> you'd spot it straight away. A, there can't be a disconnect between how you are online and how you are in
0: real life that's the thing that's people don't sometimes don't get this at the social media they feel that it all has to be about business and you have to be pushing business yeah you no, know, you've got a life try and be that try and be very personable and i think since covid a lot more people have got that yeah you've got to make sure you definitely you are you are going to struggle to take calls between one and four o'clock today because you've got the kids yeah so most of the rest of the country so they're going to understand
1: yeah and you know what i will walk off and if the phone rings here is a client i'll walk yeah. off and take it And my kids won't be offended by it. No, You know, like that guilt thing. They know I'm present when I can be. At the same time, not many dads get to spend time in the day with their kids. So they also are grateful for that. So um, it works both ways, doesn't it?
0: Just be, be around as much
1: as you possibly can. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to get it. No one's got it bang on. You know, no one is winning at life constantly.
0: They? That's what I think, what I used to think when I was younger, that the huge businessmen, the people that are running business, men and women, sorry, that are running these most really successful businesses. I thought they've got it all figured out. They know what they're doing. Then when you actually read their books and you speak to them, like you said, the, the um, Ennis that did the yeah the, a scene in Dubai and everything. Now you'd look at them thinking, wow, they're so successful. They're nailing it. And they are nailing it. But you're are. Right. Two thousand and eight, yeah. he had a credit card out paying the wages, and you think actually that's it's it's yeah. real, they're real people. So
1: exactly, Do you know, it is the real people thing as well. These yeah. people have not. Uh, everyone is playing. Everyone's guessing, aren't they? Everyone's guessing the next stage of their life. Yeah. Like, we can have as many mentors as we like, but the next stage is all make believe because we don't. We've never been there.
0: Yeah. So I always,
1: I always have the imposter syndrome that is business really this good? You know, I said this to my missus the other day. I'm like, is this? am i making this up are you are gonna wake up you know, in like a hospital bed and go <laughs> you know you're really making a difference but so yeah you just gotta enjoy want, it
0: you don't me. just enjoy it and if if anybody does want to get in touch with marcus get him on linkedin have a chat about cash for kids and have a chat if you are looking at uh, maybe moving roles get in touch and he will be able to help okay right to finish the podcast i would like to ask a charity i'll make a 10 pound donation to a charity of your choice which if it
1: wasn't cash for kids, there'd be something wrong, wouldn't there? I'd, I'd yeah. really yeah. seriously do would say it wrong. Yeah, no, cash for kids would be amazing. Okay. in your fantastic. area, there'll be a cash for
0: kids. So anywhere. Fantastic would anywhere, be fantastic. Okay. Great. I'll make that donation for you. Marcus, you. it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you,
1: Chris. Yeah, it's been Thanks really, for giving been us, really uh,
0: good. Giving us an insight into your world. And uh, I just love the mindset thing. I think a lot of people can take something from so that. you know
1: what, I've got that written behind me, but I had that before Zoom, so now it seems like I've done that as a gimmick. But <laughs> I say because I say this to my kids all the time. Like mindset is everything, you know. It's really important to have a good mindset. So they got that. I think it was a father's there a couple of years ago. They got me that sign, and they're like, Now you can stop banging on about it. <laughs> so um, but now, yeah, I think obviously it's in the back of my zooms and stuff now, but it wasn't it wasn't intentionally there. This was this was before the, uh, uh, the zoom era.
0: For anybody listening, um anybody listening to it, uh, just audio, he's got Mark's got mindset, is everything in like big black letters on the wall behind him. So it's it's a great oh, yeah that
1: doesn't work well for audio does it
0: if I just point <laughs> yeah, just point to the screen it's like the monster can earlier and is like I drink this like, everyone listening it's like the, you know like the audio on them um, on some of the TV programs yes yeah, yeah, hold yeah them Marcus on. is holding a
1: can of monster <laughs> That's it, yeah, exactly.
0: Marcus yeah. thanks very much for coming on I really, thanks, really appreciate,
1: Chris. appreciate it, it mate bye bye lovely cheers.